Welcome to the Christ-Centered Body Image Podcast. I'm your host, Sharissa. I'm an online nutrition coach and the founder of Christ-Centered Body Image, an in-depth course on body image from a biblical perspective. I love learning about the Bible, doing fitness, and helping people improve their eating habits. This podcast exists to share more information to those who are interested in learning about a God, Christ, and biblical perspective of the body. My hope is that the information and experiences shared here from myself and guests help you to change the way you view and relate to your body from God's perspective. Looking forward to having you on the show. Hi, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Christ-Centered Body Image Podcast. On this episode, we are talking about struggling with our relationship with food as a Christian and considering, is it really about food? So if you're listening and struggling with your relationship with food, I hope this episode might give you some insight and some fresh perspective on this topic. So I'm currently in a school of discipleship. And as we're talking about things like sin, things we struggle with, food is often an example that's brought up with other issues, let's say like pride, anger, lust, pornography. And honestly, in the past, if food had been brought up in this manner, I would have been triggered and felt a lot of guilt, shame, and condemnation. However, on this side of working on healing my relationship with food, that doesn't bother me. And I'm so thankful for that. That's honestly a win in my book that that doesn't bug me. And honestly, even in the past, if things like gluttony were brought up, I would have been triggered and felt guilt and shame and condemnation because I probably honestly would have thought like, man, do I struggle with gluttony? But we'll get into that a little bit more. Topics like this and questions and conversations like that where food is brought up in context of struggling with it, it makes me wonder, is it really about food? When we have these conversations in church and groups, and you know, food gets brought up in this way, I really do wonder, is it really about food? And so, you know, maybe there's examples of things given along the lines of like things you don't want to do, like, oh, like, should you really have that donut at church um, when you go to church? Or at church, we offer people food, but of course we don't serve alcohol at church. And so When I admitted to myself that I was struggling in my relationship with food, one of the things I thought about was, how does healing a relationship with food, how does healing my struggles with food like happen when it's not something that we can give up like alcohol? It's not something that we can just abstain from. And because of that, like, how are we supposed to heal our struggles with it? (laughs) Like, you know, I thought about like, if I struggled with alcohol, it would be so easy to abstain from it, to just like quit and say, I'm never going to have it again. But like, you literally can't do that with food. Food is something you need to eat in order to live. Another thing that was happening with me that while I was struggling in my relationship with food was around the topic of fasting. You know, I started to notice and experience that anytime the topic of fasting was brought up, um, in conversation, or even I read about it in the Bible, I had this immediate, like, visceral reaction against it. Like, I couldn't do it. I was afraid to do it. And it felt like this, some kind of PTSD. And I wrestled with this because as a Christian, like, the Bible tells us to fast and churches will do fast. I was a part of a church that would do a fast every January for 21 days, a fast from something. 
And this bothered me because it was something that we should do. And we're told that we should do it. Like, I didn't want to be feeling this way because, you know, I genuinely like want to be obedient. I want to serve the Lord and love the Lord. And so I talked with one of my friends, dad, who is a pastor, and he told me it's a heart issue. And I'll admit that I was really, that it really hurt because it truly felt like he didn't understand. I really just was like, ugh. I felt so like downcast and disheartened and even confused because I just felt like he didn't understand. And I felt like for me, like deep down, the issue wasn't fasting. Um, I didn't think that I had a heart issue against fasting. I honestly, yeah, left the conversation like not knowing what to do because I didn't really have an answer or solution. And like I mentioned, I felt really, yeah, like disheartened and. I feel like that can happen a lot when you struggle with food too, not just on the, like what I experienced with going to someone wondering like, why am I struggling with this, even thinking about fasting? Um, and this can happen again a lot with a relationship with food. If we go to somebody and we express our problems with food and they might have a response that like isn't helpful <laughs> and it might just make us feel worse. Um, I remember when I told my brother, that I was struggling with food. He was like, it's just food. And so, I mean, he's my brother and he's a boy. So I just was like, I love you regardless. Um, But I was just like, you don't get it. But at that point, I also didn't understand necessarily what my struggles with food were, like why I was struggling with food. There's possibly also like ways that we struggle with food and it impacts our relationships. You know, I look back to when I was struggling in my relationship with food. I had no idea that I was struggling in my relationship with food. I knew I had moments where I would want to, you know, eat a lot or be focused on food. And, you know, someone I was in a relationship would make a comment like, wow, you love food more than you love me. And oh man, does that hurt? Because you're struggling with like, you know, when you don't like that, you're like struggling with your relationship with food, that you're food focused or that you have these episodes where you like eat a lot and you don't really know why. And you feel like you can't stop, even though it's like something, you know, you don't want to do and it makes you uncomfortable. And then for someone else to say that, it's just like, just like poking a wound um, and they don't necessarily understand. And in other moments too, uh, another thing where someone might mention like, yeah, I noticed that you did that and you're like, oh man, like that's uncomfortable because they noticed and you think in ways that people don't notice like what's going on, but they probably actually do. And so it's just hard. It's not easy. But anyway, (laughs) all that to be said, that whole conversation with fasting was probably a while before I'd actually admitted to myself and to other people and started telling people that I was struggling with my relationship with food and before I started seeking help for it. And so anyway, if you ever experienced anything like that where someone didn't understand, I get it. I understand how those things feel. And so I just hope this conversation might help you in your struggles. But I want to talk about the heart issue since I've brought it up and ask, is our struggle really a heart issue. Is our struggle with food really a heart issue? And I will say maybe, but maybe it's not the heart issue we think it is, which is related to the question, is it really about food? And I joined a food freedom program with an eating psychology coach to help me in my relationship with food. And 
Through that program, I learned that my struggles were actually a result of years of dieting and that a dieting body, really a starving body, turns on your brain's survival mechanisms, which drives you towards food, and your brain ends up getting wired this way. But that you can have a normal relationship food through quitting dieting, making sure your body is fed, and rewiring your brain of all the food rules and mindsets and behaviors you've had with foods in the past. And Man, when I learned that, I was so thankful because I was honestly like, oh my gosh, thank God there's hope. Um, Because I really was like, man, am I going to struggle with this forever? I don't want to. But so my struggles with food look like this. I tried to eat really clean. I was really focused on how clean and healthy foods were. Like I agonized over the ingredients in salad dressings or like the ingredients in things like mayonnaise. Like um, and I agonized over, let's say, like food rules of like my my big food rules is like I wouldn't allow myself to have fats. Fats were the enemy in my mind, but I was trying to eat the most clean foods as possible. But then I was also trying to un- eat under a certain amount of calories per day, and with the thought of like I don't want to eat too much. I need to make sure I'm not eating too much. However, I would try to have balance because like as a nutrition coach. I would always preach like, oh yeah, have balance. You can enjoy treats in moderation. And so I would want to, I would try to allow myself things like ice cream and go out to Froyo, go get donuts, um, go out to eat. However, the problem was that when I would like have these foods, I would be incredibly fixated on having those foods because I had been so restrictive about them in the past or like typically and normally I was so restrictive on them and I would become so like obsessed with wanting those um, and thinking about them a lot and then also overeating them. I usually kept my house pretty free of, let's say, like treat foods. But then if I was around foods and amounts of foods I typically didn't have, like all I could think about was that food. All I could think about was wanting to eat, eating more of it, and I couldn't stop eating them. And this usually happened at things like holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Fourth of July, Easter going home to visit my family, or even when friends would come over, I would go to friends where they were like making like meals that were less fun out of the ordinary meals, but where there was lots of foods I didn't typically have. And the food fixation and focus really began to like, yeah, steal my joy because that's all I could think about during these events. And then also like the discomfort of how I felt physically after eating so much. And then like also like the guilt and the shame and the combination I felt for the fact that I was like, man, like I shouldn't be eating all this stuff, but I just kept wanting to eat it. And I felt like I shouldn't have it or I shouldn't have this much. And I, I hated it. And because of that, like I thought it was about the food and that maybe it was like a food addiction or even think, as I mentioned earlier, like gluttony. Um, and so like I would read things about gluttony in the Bible. And how if you're like prone to gluttony, you put a knife to your throat. And man, like I was struggling. I was wrestling with it so bad. And however, through that program, I learned that it actually wasn't about the food. But that's at least for me and from my experience, because I don't want to speak for everybody because I don't know. I'm not sure if this is the same for everyone, especially because there is a spectrum of disordered eating and how people struggle with food. Because you could label mine as struggling with episodes of binging. Um, for me, I guess I didn't really see it that way because it was typically 
I guess like I seemed like I had like a normal relationship with food, but then I would have these episodes on like holidays and whatnot where I just like overeat and then also felt awful. But you know, there's people that struggle with anorexia. There's people that do struggle with like binging and purging. There's people that struggle with bulimia. There's people that struggle with orthorexia. There's even levels of disordered eating that maybe it's Maybe there's not anorexia to the point that you are going um, and really needing like inpatient help or at a program. But I honestly struggled with um, disordered eating and I would say like anorexia in a way in high school in that I severely limited the calories that I was eating to like 400 calories a day. I specifically knew that like a package of these little crackers that were, you know, the like cheesy crackers with peanut butter in them and a box of raisins. Like that's what I would allow myself to eat in a day. That's it. And so like there's different, and I struggled with that for like a year and like to the grace of God back then that it didn't stick with me. And somehow, I don't know, like, again, by the grace of God that I like outgrew it because that can become really serious, really serious. But I would say in the back of my head ever since then and struggling with my relationship with food in that way in high school, there was always something in the back of my head that was concerned about food. There's a wide spectrum of how people struggle with food. And so I don't want to say that my experience can be applied to everyone, but the question really is, is, um, is it about food? I don't know. So while I think that struggles with food aren't always about food, it can actually be, it might be something different, something deeper. It might be something like worth value and identity. I think that possibly we put our worth, our value on our, like when we put our worth and our value and our identity and something else, that is what the heart issue might be. That for me, I think the heart issue was that I was struggling with my relationship with food because I was obsessing over my body. I was putting all my value, identity, worth, and how my body looked, its size, its shape, its weight, muscularity, leanness, et cetera. And I would even say that the heart issue at that point was also pride for me. I was like, man, look at, look at what I'm able to do and accomplish. And I almost had like a pride that I was able to have this physique, but at the same time, like a pride is being like, why couldn't other people like get their stuff together when I was actually struggling with stuff internally? So while I don't think the, the the issue is always about food, that it's always really about food, and that I don't think that the heart issue is about food, but that there might be a heart issue and that it's about something deeper that struggles with food or a symptom of something deeper. So for some of those deeper struggles, as like I already mentioned, like it could be about value, worth, identity, um, that maybe you're putting your value, your worth, identity in the wrong places. Like you're confusing like who you are with what you look like um, and with, yeah, your body. Whereas some other, let's say, deeper struggles might be things like control. Controlling food in our in our body is something we can control in our lives. So maybe there is ways in your life that things were out of control. And so food was a way that you could control those things. But then also maybe a deeper issue is perfectionism, that struggling with thinking our worth and our value comes from being perfect. And that unless we're perfect, we aren't valuable, worthy, or loved. And another 
deeper issue could be fear, like fear of giving up control, fear of, I'm not sure what else. Um, I want to say like, there's definitely in some aspects, like struggling with our relationship with food and even with our bodies, like fear of gaining weight. But then where does that come from? Where does that heart issue come from? Does that also come from this deeper thing of that we, in order to be loved, valuable, worthy, we have to look a certain way. Our body has to be perfect in order to be loved. And then where does that come from? So like it can go, I wonder, deeper, deeper, deeper. So I come back to the question, is it really about food? Is our struggles with food really about food? I don't think it is, or at least I don't think it always is. I think it's about something deeper. Again, I say like, I can't speak to everyone's experience because I mentioned there are so many different ways people struggle with food. But I do wonder if these different struggles, like I mentioned, anorexia, bulimia, binging, purging, orthorexia, um, and even on the opposite end of the spectrum, that like going to food to cope with your emotions, where do all these disordered eating struggles come from? Are they really about the food? Are they just a symptom that comes from something deeper? And, you know, this might not answer all the questions and things that come up because another question related to these, is it really about food is, can you really be addicted to food? And I would say, I don't know, but I would say, if you think you're addicted to food, I would ask like, what is really going on in your life? Like what is really going on with you? Like, and also what are all your habits, your behaviors, your mindsets, your thoughts, your attitudes towards food, towards eating your body, yourself? What have been all, uh, has been your history with, with dieting, with eating, with body, with things that you have done, like with food, because you might think it's a problem with food, but there might be a lot of underlying things going on with you that you aren't even aware of that are contributing to doing <laughs> weird things with food. This is what I call it. As I say, doing weird things with food, I'm using air quotes because this is what I kind of started saying at the beginning of healing my relationship with food. Like I would admit to my friends, like, hey guys, like, I do weird things with food. I've been doing weird things with food for a while. Like, I don't know if you noticed or not, but like, I'm working on it. I'm trying to heal my like relationship with food. And this was also something for me that was just helpful. Like, rather than guilting and condemning and shaming myself, being like, okay, I do weird things with food. I admit that I do weird things with food, but I want to work on it and not do weird things with food anymore. So if you do or are doing weird things with food, like I honestly want you to be asking yourself and like thinking about and reflecting um, and observing, like, what is it that you are doing with food? Um, what specifically are you doing with food? And what are your habits and your behaviors with food? But what else is going on in your life? What else is going on with you that might be causing you to do these weird things with food? Um, and even considering what I had mentioned just previously, like what is your history with food, with eating, with dieting, with your relationship with food, with body? Because I think there's so much that goes into our relationship with food, our struggles with food, everything with that. And again, I don't have all the answers. I don't know all the things, but I do know that I think it's so important to be talking about these things. And I know what it feels like to struggle with food and also to feel like something was wrong with me because of it. So I want to tell you that there's nothing wrong with you. And I honestly think if you're struggling with this and you never told anyone, like it's so helpful <laughs> to know that you 
that you aren't alone, that other people struggle with it. So I, like I mentioned, it's so important for us to be talking about these things and even being like, okay, like I do weird things with food. Like for me, it was so freeing to admit I do weird things with food. And then from there, start to get curious um, and look at like, what is it that I do with food? Um, and where does this come from? But so if you've, if you're listening to this and you've never told anyone, you can tell me <laughs> you aren't alone. Honestly, like reach out to me, find me on Instagram, find me on Facebook, whatever it is, you can tell me and just getting it out of the dark and bringing it to the light can be so helpful. And that was just helpful for me and feeling like I wasn't alone, knowing that other people understood and that I struggled like I did. And it's so funny. Sometimes I would struggle with like, because I was wrestling on my relationship with food and because like I knew I was struggling with doing weird things with food, like I would get anxiety about going out to eat because I would have anxiety about like, oh gosh, like I'm going and eating probably things that like aren't clean. But then I also like wanted to eat those things. So it was this weird wrestling. Like I wanted to go out to eat and have fun foods. But then I also had this fear of going off the rails and like completely overeating on these foods. Um, and also then this fear and anxiety of being like so food and fix so fixated on the food and not being able to focus on my friends. And so this thing that would be so helpful for me would be to like imagine that like. I could like tell someone like, okay, I'm like struggling right now. I'm having anxiety. Will you hold my hand? And so just like knowing the person doesn't even need to fix me, but that they are just here with me right next to me, holding my hand as I'm struggling with this was so helpful. So like, if you have a friend who's struggling with these things, letting them know that you are there to just sit right next to them, sit by their side, hold their hand that you love them and you're not going anywhere and that they are loved. Something I was so terrified about with telling people that I struggled in my relationship with food was that they weren't going to love me anymore. I think, again, that comes back to this idea of like perfection that unless I'm like perfect and that I'm not struggling with anything, people aren't going to love me. A lie straight from the enemy. All that to be said is uh, <laughs> you're not alone, um, but that may be. Maybe your struggles with food really aren't about food. Um, maybe there's deeper issues, but if you're doing weird things with food, like there's probably a lot of people out there that do weird things with food. It's like for me, like I think it was like the obsession with clean eating, under eating, over exercising that was causing me to do weird things. But then maybe there are like underlying things of like it could be a control thing or it can be stemming from fear. Like I don't know. There's so many things that go into a relationship with food. I know somebody who she has an amazing story of being obese and then finding CrossFit and losing a bunch of weight. And she will tell you that a lot of her struggles with food and also her struggle with her weight was because of trauma that she experienced when she was young as a girl. Um, she was actually abused and uh, people in her life starved her. And then when she came out of that season of more or less being starved, she had this relationship with food where she hoarded food. She possibly also like struggled with like overeating. And so she would say that a lot of people who struggle with obesity and their weight and their relationship with food, that there's probably a lot of deep trauma that they have in their life that contributes to their issues with food and with eating and with even their weight. And so you really never know what someone's struggling with and why even that they look the way that they do. 
her story is so awesome. And she would probably even say that you can't just look at somebody and assume someone's lazy because of their weight. You never know what kind of trauma that they have been through and that has caused them to what has happened in their life that has brought them to that place. But also like your eating habits can be a result of like I've been mentioning, like what is your history with dieting? If you've been someone that has been like a habitual dieter, you've done this diet and that diet, what dieting does um, is like teach you how to follow that diet and then also teaches you that certain foods are bad and that other foods are good. And so when you're not following that diet, then you're just going back to maybe your default way of eating and maybe you've never been taught how to actually make good food choices. And so you're on this on again, off again kind of up and down yo-yo dieting effects. So if you've been a habitual dieter, that might be a reason why you have these weird relationships with food because it it creates this roller coaster and this up and down. But then also like if generally you just like really never learned good eating habits and your eating habits are all over the place and there's no structure to when you eat, what you eat, it, yeah, it's likely that you'll probably experience episodes of overeating because you just don't have good habits in place. And then your body at one point gets hungry and it's like, eat, and then you eat. And then also like, maybe, yeah, maybe you do weird things with food in that. This isn't even like a weird thing with food. A lot of people struggle with emotional eating. Um, but then also a lot of people probably, they might know they struggle with it, but then they might shame themselves about it where maybe we can learn better ways to cope with our emotions with kindness rather than with food. But there are so many ways that I think people struggle with food and their their habits and their behaviors with food maybe just like aren't healthy and it might not even just be from it might not even be a disordered eating thing it just might be that you never learned good eating habits but anyway all that to be said is that is it really about food i don't think it's always really about food is it a heart issue i don't know that the heart issue is actually about food it could be these deeper issues like i've been talking about today can you be addicted to food? I'm not sure. Um, I'm sure that that's possible. But in my nutrition coaching, something I've learned about is like when people think they're addicted to carbs or sugar, that it's actually the highly palatable foods that are like specifically engineered to taste really good and to be able to eat a lot, that it's this combination of sugar, fat, and carbohydrates and salt that are just so easy to eat. And in a way, they're they do feel addicting because they do make you crave more of them, but it might not actually be addiction. It might just be this pattern of behaviors that you've gone into that can be changed and mindsets that can be changed and ways of relating and attitudes towards food and towards body that can be changed. And I think this is also, honestly, like this is just a small little segue, really important reason why. We should talk about, let's say, be open with our struggles with food and especially like with body image with young girls to like ask, like, where do these come from and why? Cause a lot of the questions I'm asking, like, is it really about food? What else is going on with you and in your life? And like, where do these struggles come from and why? So like when young girls start to struggle with, let's say, their relationship with food or their relationship with their body, where are these things coming from? What is going on in their life and what is going on with them? What is going on around them? Is it because of messages they've received from their peers, from culture, from the world? Similar, we can ask ourselves this. Is it because of messages we've received from peers, culture, the world, our family? Um, 
about what they need to look like or we need to look like, how they need to look, how we need to look in order to be loved, worthy, valuable, accepted. Like, What are these messages that we're possibly getting or what are these things that have possibly contributed to us like having these struggles with food, um, with our relationship with food? Is it really about food? I don't think it always is. Um, I can confidently say on the other side of healing my relationship with food and finding intuitive eating that I don't think it was about food. I think it was about other things. And also like when it comes to food, it can be hard because also like God created food to taste good and he wouldn't have created food to taste good if he didn't want us to enjoy it, but it's enjoying it and having a healthy relationship with food in like a balanced way. So thanks for listening to this episode. I hope it was helpful. I hope that this question of, is it really about food gave you some new perspective and even some clarity. But again, reach out to me if you have questions, if you want to share something, would love to hear from you. would love to talk to you and I would love to be able to listen to you. See you on the next episode.